In the Republic of Letters, there is no member of such inferior rank, or who is so much disdained by his brethren of the quill, as the humble novelist. Nor is his fate less hard in the world at large, since among the whole class of writers, perhaps not one can be named, of whom the votaries are more numerous, but less respectable. Yet, while in the annals of those few of our predecessors, to whom this species of writing is indebted for being saved from contempt and rescued from depravity, we can trace such names as Rousseau, Johnson, Marivaux, Fielding, Richardson, and Smollett. No man need blush at starting from the same post, though many, nay, most men, may sigh at finding themselves distanced. The following letters are presented to the public, for such by novel writers, novel readers will be called, with a very singular mixture of timidity and confidence, resulting from the peculiar situation of the editor, who, though trembling for their success from a consciousness of their imperfections, yet fears not being involved in their disgrace, while happily wrapped up in a mantle of impenetrable obscurity. To draw characters from nature, though not from life, and to mark the manners of the times, is the attempted plan of the following letters. For this purpose, a young female, educated in the most secluded retirement, makes, at the age of seventeen, her first appearance upon the great and busy stage of life. With a virtuous mind, a cultivated understanding, and a feeling heart, her ignorance of the forms and inexperience in the manners of the world occasion all the little incidents which these volumes record, and which form the natural progression of the life of a young woman of obscure birth but conspicuous beauty, for the first six months after her entrance into the world. Perhaps were it possible to effect the total extirpation of novels, our young ladies in general, and boarding-school damsels in particular, might profit from their annihilation. But since the distemper they have spread seems incurable— since their contagion bids defiance to the medicine of advice or reprehension, and since they are found to baffle all the mental art of physic, save what is prescribed by the slow regimen of time and bitter diet of experience, surely all attempts to contribute to the number of those which may be read, if not with advantage, at least without injury, ought rather to be encouraged than contemned. Let me, therefore, prepare for disappointment those who, in the perusal of these sheets, entertain the gentle expectation of being transported to the fantastic regions of romance, where fiction is colored by all the gay tints of luxurious imagination, where reason is an outcast, and where the sublimity of the marvelous rejects all aid from sober probability. The heroine of these memoirs, young, artless, and inexperienced, is no faultless monster that the world ne'er saw, 
but the offspring of nature, and of nature in her simplest attire. In all the arts, the value of copies can only be proportioned to the scarceness of originals. Among sculptors and painters, a fine statue or a beautiful picture of some great master may deservedly employ the imitative talents of younger and inferior artists, that their appropriation to one spot may not wholly prevent the more general expansion of their excellence. But among authors, the reverse is the case. Since the noblest productions of literature are almost equally attainable with the meanest. In books, therefore,